Hello and welcome to another episode of Social Justice Matters, the podcast from Social Justice Ireland. My name is Suzanne Rogers and I'm a research and policy analyst with Social Justice Ireland. Those of you who tune in regularly will know that we produce podcasts in three different formats. There's our 10 minute lesson series, which covers key points on a topic. There's our seminar series, which allows us to listen back to presentations at past events. And our interview series, where we get to chat to a wide range of policy experts. This is one of those. So this week, I'm joined by Aaron Copeland, who's creative director at A Playful City. And he chats to me about play, the importance of play, and their work on creating more playful, engaging, and inclusive cities with and for communities. We hope you enjoy. Good morning, Aaron. Thank you so much. No problem. Uh, lovely to meet you and have, have, uh, have the chats. Have the chats. We love the chats. Yeah. It's like we're all every sitting in their box room, mad for the chats. <laughs> So a Playful City is the organisation, it's a non-profit focused on creating more playful, engaging and inclusive cities with and for communities. That's the blurb. Can you yeah. tell me just a bit more about it, I suppose? Sure. We're looking at uh, the urban space um, and we're looking at how a number of different things intersect in the urban space. So there's the, the child or uh, and, and therefore the community, there's the city and then there's play uh, and we're looking at how those intersect in relation to the cities around Ireland in particular we're based in Dublin so that's where we do most of our work and we're kind of we're, tra- we're trying to figure out how we can move away from that uh, town hall meeting style of consulting with communities and move that into into the community where children can be included in in a sleigh as to how the uh, areas outside their door, out in their in their local area, how they how they develop. Uh, so that's one of the things Playful City is really interested in exploring, based on a human rights approach in relation to the rights of the child to have a say in their area in terms of Article Twelve, the Convention of the Rights of the Child. And we look at and then look at how that corresponds with Article Thirty One, which is the right to play. And so how how those intersect in an urban space because we're talking about one in five children today in Ireland are under 15. That's over a million people in Ireland are under 15. And um, and most people are living in cities in Dublin. It's in, if we just take the inner city in Dublin, um, we're talking about 17,000, 17 and a half thousand children living in inner city Dublin. And you just won't see them in the city. And that was one of the things that, that happened when I became a father was just realizing like what the hell like where where what what do you do with mm. children um because I grew up on a road in Raini where there was six tw- 21 houses on a cul-de-sac and there was 63 children out on the road every day wow. with 14 dogs <laughs> um and, and and a few footballs and bikes and and, and that was just normal um every day and so I just it just struck me as so unbelievably limiting um to not to, to children but to parents so it's like where, where where what do you do uh like do i have to go to funky um, funky bananas every day to yeah. to go for a play and so that 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 was kind of one of the the, the reasons why that, that at least that really provoked me and and then there was uh, the idea of public space and so much of it not being fit for are sufficient for 
children to interact with on a daily basis. Um, and that's the key. It's a daily basis. So it's um, there are sports grounds and there's playgrounds, but to do to go to a playground every day when you consider what a playground looks like in Ireland today, and then you consider that one you're thinking of right now, Suzanne, and then you think of the other playground up the road, and they're almost identical. Yes. They offer a very little challenge. They offer loads of loads of winning. You, you get to complete all the tasks, but there's no there's there's very little of the of the um there's no creative of, of, thinking i suppose there's no yeah. imagination involved is that is that the bit that's missing i, I, I guess think. so yeah it's 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 really um essentially uh, like everybody succeeds uh, but yeah. there's no triumph um everybody uh is required there's no struggle there's no cooperation everybody's in their own little bubble in the playground they're very anti-social place strangely um unless you're in that group and, and effect, effectively what we've done is we've We've privatized play to play providers um, and uh, we've taken children off the roads, um, which is where they've been, well, for hundreds of, hundreds of, yeah. Uh, and that's the first time ever, like that we're talking about, like literally a crisis in play. Um, so that was the kind of the logic. And then you've got like apartment blocks trying to stop playing in common areas and you've got I think it's 40% of the new uh, high density developments in Dublin. None of them have any provision for children or people with families. It's, it's just, it's a kind of, I, I don't know. It's, it's uh, that's what I'm, that's what we're looking at is that. And then outside of playgrounds is, is, is not just a, like a worry. It's, 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 it's a, it's a hazard where, where you've got adults driving cars knowingly around areas with, families living in them at 50 kilometers per hour perfectly legally <laughs> it's anyway that's that's kind of the the logic it's it's just i'm uh, i guess i'm baffled by it um and angry because of it and i resent that my children don't have uh, a safe environment to travel in or play in that's that's on, on a personal level what we do on, in a playful city is we we work on ways to allow children to and their communities to to voice what it is that they feel about their local community and then we look at ways to uh, engage communities in in repurposing of spaces in their local community that would be those kind of spaces that you walk through but don't really think of the kind of incidental spaces the laneways the campshires on a canal um the corner parks in estates and anywhere that's not behind a fence mm-hmm. in the corner of a park that's where children should play from the ages of four to 12 which is the recommended age of a playground but if, as soon as you get past 12 there's literally nowhere to go um, so. there's so much there that's that's just ding 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 in my head as you said that kind of the new high density developments i was speaking to somebody there only last week and developers as far as they're concerned if they're building a complex one and two bedrooms, they don't, there's nothing there for children. As far as these, you know, developments are concerned, this is for workers, this is for starter families. But as you said, it's not places for kids. If this development yeah. doesn't have a playground, well, we don't need one because the next development to two developments up has a playground. And, and it's only when you said, you're absolutely right, all those playgrounds are identical. Yeah. And you go in and you have a go with the slides and you have a go with the swing 
and you have a go of something else and you have a go of this and then you go home. So you're not even interacting with other kids. And, you know, you were kind of quoting sort of, you know, article this and article that, but I have one cut out here, which is from the um, Department of Children and Youth Affairs published the first early year strategy. And what they've said there is that positive play-based early learning, obviously is, is slightly different, but it's it's about play and play is recognized as important and then what they've said here is creating spaces for unstructured safe play must be important set outside of care facilities and that again rang a bell with a bell with me I I have one child and when they were small you were bringing them to some sort of ball play tunnel type thing and I'm kind of going I'm a middle-aged woman I can't get into this ball pit with you do you know what I mean Uh, I have to bring them Um, there's an awful lot of expectation that parents because the environment of Mm -hmm. cities has become so hazardous I'm sorry it's become lethal um, in uh, and that's the perception that many parents will have of the urban environment is you let a you let a eight-year-old uh, out, um, yeah. if you let a eight-year-old out, where would you let them go in your local area? And that's that that's a that's a pretty shocking reality when you consider your. Re- I'm, I'm guessing you consider your. Maybe I'm maybe I'm assuming this, but if you if you if you do let an eight-year-old outside your home, your biggest concern are strangers driving 1.5 ton vehicles at speeds that will kill a person and, and that's just outside your home yeah and so the, like the the idea of that that those developments those high density developments assuming that you'll move on up the ladder mm-hmm. that i don't know where there is like like where when is this going to happen and not only that it's um you're going to have to move out further and then you're going to become more reliant on car travel mm-hmm. to get to where you'll be so Effectively, what's happening is we're institutionalizing our children right from day one into school, aftercare facilities, after school activities, and there's no opportunity for independent free play mm-hmm. uh, in the in the in the world of those that are making those decisions. So, at what point does a child actually take responsibility for their own environment uh, and creating their own uh, that 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 word their own uh, in play that are their own bliss their own their their own identity um, because everything is mapped out for them so uh, growing up in ireland calls it after school activities which is a, a which is which is many things but a, for a lot of children the majority of children it's sport and yeah. sport is just another form of coaching another form of adult direction where children play by a set of rules which is effectively a play object you might as well have them playing a board game it's healthy. Don't sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, I, no, I, I, but I take your point. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not valuable, but it's not the only type of value. And and there's only one in ten, uh, two in ten children, twenty percent children, at the age of nine, according to the Grown Up in Ireland report, they actually play out every day with their friends. That's again, like uh, again, uh, that's eighty percent of children that only get to play out. Sorry, uh, there's about sixty percent of children only get to play out twice a week in very highly structured environments and that's it with their parents because their parents generally have to bring them because you look at a car park outside a sports area and that's it so sorry i get the i get i get quite i find it very i I actually find it quite an injustice in relation to how parents families communities have to 
manage children, one in five of the population that is, mm. in order for them to live a healthy and active lifestyle uh, because of fear of traffic, essentially, mm. and I guess a stranger danger, but the actual other type of stranger danger as well, which is abduction and rape. Like that's how serious this needs to be framed. It's not, it's not a it's not a something that's kind of twee, that play is that play is yeah, an afterthought, something you do after. Mm-hmm. It's a fundamental aspect of our identity, which has been removed from a lot of children's lives. So that's kind of the starting point that if you design an area that's and that's the value of, of why child-friendly cities approaches is so important for communities, is that you design an area for children, you design an area, uh, for example, f- uh, that is safer for women, you design an area that's more accessible, you design an area that's healthier, you design an area that's more, uh, that, that, that takes into account different abilities, uh, that takes into account different age groups, that basically has to take in a, into account how public space is being used or underutilized, to put it politely, or completely misused by giving all the areas to adults who want to drive cars. And, and, that, and, and the problem is, is that because of the developments, they're moving further and further outside of the cities because people uh, high density, because people, you don't have a real house in the city according to the current plans because you're, uh, it's all uh, <laughs> co-living or uh, student living or whatever it is, and then high density living that doesn't, so much of it doesn't actually account for anything in relation to families. How are those families meant to get anywhere without traveling by car? And they're on 100 kilometer per hour roads. Yeah. Uh, so we're just, we're, we've siloed children into their homes or onto pitches or into school, effectively institutionalizing them. Uh, so it's that's, all, that's it's all structured. All of those places are structured. As you said, you're midfield, you stand here, you do the other. And as you said, they could be having the best fun ever. But it's still yeah, within, a lovely time. Yeah, it's, but it's but still the, within a set rules. And I, and I know, again, myself from, from trying to remember how to play with a small yeah. child. <laughs> but it's that unstructured, it's that developmental aspect of I'm just, I'm just knocking in for and I'm just knocking in for. And then yeah. we don't know what we're going to do until I've knocked in and I see who's coming out. And then, then we'll figure out what it is that we're going to do communally you know sort of that that kind of give and take and I suppose to be in relationships with others so play sounds very simple and very basic and not important but it's it's integral I suppose to our development as we as we grow up really isn't it it's how we negotiate our physical space and our emotional spaces with each other I believe so um it's it's um it's effectively you just have to ask the question in relation to play are children people mm, like okay. are, are, are children people mm. and um will there be more people that will be under 15 or under 18 in the future and it, 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 the planning says no mm. like it's, it's it's quite it's quite unusual and not unusual it's just it, it's it's quite inhumane uh that children and their families and their communities are 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 literally being treated as uh, that that idea of that uh, of, of housing and 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 public space in provision is just assuming that you're going to have to you're going to you're going to drive and you're going to that that's it like you're just gonna, you're just going to drive so the and so basically if if we can look at the city through children's eyes 
then you're looking at those those values of inclusive inclusivity, equity, sustainability, and he and health as as f fundamental building blocks for the community. And then you've also got the the idea. Then you have how do you how, how do you actually dialogue with people and communities about those? But it's very hard. It's very easy for me to say this. I, I understand. Like I get it. Like I'm not. This sound, This is quite in the context of where we're at, like a lot of people just don't have an option uh, but to drive. Mm. No, no question about that. Yeah. But considering that the majority of people drive under eight kilometers. Yeah. Um, uh, but the only reason, uh, like the biggest fear for a lot of parents is, is, is fear of traffic. And the biggest obstacle for children playing outside is actually their parents. And the biggest, <laughs> and it just becomes this vicious yeah. cycle then. So, the idea then is how do you actually how do you actually dialogue with, with young people that goes beyond the classroom that goes beyond the school the way you're not putting you're not lumping it all onto the school again and how do you take it out of the like the local library or the local community center on a Thursday evening when you want to talk with young people and and because young but you're not going to find young people going to these things so how do you make it uh, how do you adapt your 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 system to uh, young people not the other way around uh, because it's their first time around like they're they're not they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna get that and so that uh, i guess that's that's kind of one of the fundamental kind of embers that keeps a playful city burning is is that idea of equity uh, in our in our society and how important that is uh, to look in uh, through that through a child's eyes um through a child's height for example um so just think about all the Again, it, 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 I mention traffic a lot because traffic is such a huge obstacle to play. Uh, even just parked cars on a road is going to stop football on a road. Because if Can you stop the curbs if there's, if there's cars <laughs> in the way? Simple as, yeah. Yeah, and you could say, oh, you're being nostalgic or, or anything, but it's nostalgic for what um, is, is the way I'd always respond to it. It's nostalgic for a healthy social active lifestyle and that that like we've replaced those freedoms with with uh with with mobility uh, convenience for so many people i'm not saying everybody obviously some again some people need to use their cars but like that that public space is only thought about in terms of traffic management now uh it it, it kind of drives me crazy but um so we kind of move, we've tried to adapt to that, and, and we've had to adapt to it by moving into laneways, by moving into the canals, by moving into estates. Um, so streets, basically, uh, the spaces outside of people's homes, um, and that's the that's the logic of where we're. Why in 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 a in a thirty second? <laughs> um, sorry, I waffle on forever. Um, yeah. Your elevator pitch will have to be in the World Trade Center or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, we're going to have to do Johnny Ronan's uh, uh, yeah. two fingers <laughs> up on the canal or up on the lift. Yeah, it'll have to be like 67 floors of an elevator pitch. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that is the thing. I think it is. And it's, but those changes have been so gradual and so, so, so slow over the years from that space where... I would have grown up a relatively busy road at the time, but there was kids swinging off lampposts at the same time as traffic going by. Like that, that would be unheard of now. So that gradual erosion of 
as you said, kind of 60 odd kids, 14 dogs, two bikes, and maybe somebody might have brought out their rabbit to yeah. a stage where, you know, it, it's organized. So us as parents now say, can I bring round mine on Tuesday and I'll bring yours home from school on Friday. So they're all yeah. structured. And if they're together, if our kids are together, they're either together in the front garden or the back garden or upstairs on a PlayStation or something like that. You know where they are at all times. Can you give examples of the types of initiatives that you've been involved in and, and maybe what the kids think of those? Yeah, um, well, we're, we've, we've a number of different um, initiatives that we've worked on, but um, I guess the, the current one we're working on is with Dunleary, uh, Ratdown County Council and the community in, in Salinogan, in an area, literally Salinogan, uh, what is on the map called Pierce Drive, but what, what everybody calls the gaps, uh, which is a series of spaces between the houses. I guess it's a laneway, but it, there's multiple points that you can come out of the laneway. And we're looking at how to encourage more people to use that laneway. At the moment, about 50% of the people that have uh, spoken to, we've spoken to over 500 people on it who use the, the laneway 98% of the, of, the, of the week talk about not feeling safe at periods of time during that, during, during there. So that that is in your local area, that that is your route to the shops, to the bus, to your club, to whatever. And it's traffic free. So it's a, it's what's called filtered permeability. Yeah. It's just, there's bollards at the end. Always has been. It was actually built for families to walk up to mass in Sally Noggin. That's what the purpose of the, of the lanes were. And, but that 50% of people don't feel safe. Uh, the majority of that 50% are women. The other group are, a lot of the other group are are, are parents uh, because traffic, even though it's a it's a, a residential estate, uh, traffic still moves very very quickly um, uh, in the in the gaps uh, between the between the roads. So we're just looking at how to, and we've been working for six months in in, in simply just talking to people about how they feel in the area and how they'd like to feel in the area, and then then just trialing certain things. Uh, through pop-up installations. So we had a pop-up market that introduced greenery, that introduced new lighting, that introduced play, incidental play elements. And just thinking about how and how that how that worked and, and pretty just under 100 percent So like uh, in terms of like uh, in terms of the feedback we received was was extremely positive in relation to how people saw their space being used. And and that brings with it the more people that are using the space, obviously, the more um, passive surveillance there is of a space. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge concern for people is that security or antisocial behavior, um, which is a kind of a term that I'm, I'm very um, careful with using because antisocial behavior is often just to do with people that are socializing, uh, in particular teenagers who drive who for some reason people go incandescent or rage and forget what they were like when they were teenagers. They've an ex- teenagers have an excuse. It's the first time they've ever done it. Yeah. Uh, whereas adults should know better. Like you should know better than to get annoyed with teenagers for yeah. just hanging out. For just being loud and hanging out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's what you do. Yeah. Um, so antisocial behavior is often just social behavior. That doesn't take away from the fact that if you're on your own and it's yeah. in the evening and group, of people of any age it can be a worry um so there's that too but 
and um, that's the project we're working on at the moment which is a, about a kilometer of laneway and um, and we're looking to re just redesign it and uh, not change its use it's still a, still a it's still a it's still a thing that people use as a shortcut as a safe pace for, for children to play um, and looking at that in in relation to how that's designed but rather than just have a design designed by a, a planner or an architect and, and drop that on the laps and then ask for for people's um, observations flip that and and have people talk about how they use the space have people really engage with the space imaginatively before anybody touches pen to paper or, or finger to mouse and 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 have everybody uh, on the same page before the designs come in and then when the designs do go back to the community that it's a conversation then it's not a it's not this is what's happening do you object or do you agree and then you have that all that 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 familiar split of the ones that are invested in it and the ones that are uh, really terrified at the prospect of of a new development outside their homes and there should be no shame in 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 and in, in talking about how people are invested in their homes um, and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be something that we should snigger at it shouldn't be anything people uh, a gutter outside someone's home is important um, a curb drop outside someone's home is important these things although they might seem almost ridiculous to think about and to argue about and feel emotional about these are this is this is the way people live uh, and this is the difference between uh, an elderly person uh, using a walking frame being able to walk confidently down a road as opposed to uh, terrified that they'll fall and so they don't go out. I'm so conscious of that like you know applying universal looking around all of our spaces and applying that kind of universal access filter on top of everything doesn't take anything away from anybody you know what I mean so as you said ensuring that everybody has access doesn't actually take away so having a dip every however often having a pavement that you can walk down doesn't take anything away from me as an able-bodied person who can see and hear quite well so I'm always kind of conscious of that like what why is there sometimes resistance to putting in um or, or designing for somebody who, who may have mobility issues or sight issues or hearing issues or something like that because it doesn't take anything away from anybody else you know what I mean I, I, I'm always fascinated by it's, um, I, th I think about it in relation to, um, again, it's that feeling of a space and the difference between feeling it in a space when you're in it um, and you can, see, can, 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 can be in proximity to those changes and uh, imagining it. And I think a lot of the issues come from people imagining what the effect will be mm. and, and looking at how, so with the laneway uh, and with the, our pop-up events that we run to kind of trial certain things at the very opening. So there was traffic calming. So we pinched the road and it just slowed traffic down to a crawl uh, in that it took maybe 15 seconds out of someone's journey. Yeah. Uh, but it also offered a huge amount um, of, uh, a, a sense of of safety and it was that it was the sense of safety the perceived safety of a space then that people were able to enjoy it and 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 not have to hold their children's hands next to a road mm -hmm. and let them off while they chatted with the neighbor and it was that feeling and that um just being in the physical environment that was changed even though it was just changed with traffic cones 
that there was a sense that the, the, the space just changed and you moved in it differently and you felt different about it. Whereas if you imagine that now and you, you, uh, you say, we're going to pinch the road up, we're going to, it's going to slow your car down, you're going to have to uh, drive with more care and less fecklessness, and you're going to have to uh, do, you're going to have to just think for a moment and it's only going to take you 15 seconds extra on your journey. I think it's a different environment when you're when you're just telling someone what there's going to happen as opposed to just inviting people to share in a party um, and then you're seeing how this feels when everyone's out and, and, and it's just a, it's an entirely different dynamic um, so you're designing what is traditionally you're designing kind of backwards uh, you're flipping the model of 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 um, of, of uh, consultation uh, you're actually you're actually trialing it by doing it and you're on, and then you're seeing how it goes and you just pick up a cone if it's not working mm-hmm. it's that simple but you get to see it and feel it as, as it goes and that's kind of the same with the place rates that's another project we're involved with is you you uh you you you, you limit the traffic outside outside uh, people's homes uh, to residential traffic and people can come and go in their cars but they come and go in their cars expecting children to be out on the road uh, so it's quite a what would have what i'd consider a normal way to drive your car if there's yeah. children in your area um, and and at the same time what we do is we bring a consultation booth into it we call the spielmobile which is a kind of a wheelbarrow thing that goes from one meter to eight meters in length and three meters in width and you, you, you it's a playground as well and when I say playground, it's just steps and, and bits and bobs for children to interact with loose parts of play. But as well as that, parents are out, children are out, and then you can discuss with them any changes that they'd like to see, in particular around in the area I'm thinking about, it's just uh, Sheriff Street uh, and, and, and that area. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of things do young people need in the area? And, uh, so, and then designing interventions that go along so seeding for example which is another thing that we designed um which is called the zigzag which is a specific request by teenagers in the area who are jumping off the bridge into the canal and uh, oh, they're amazing they're amazing yeah. and they know what they're doing they're, yeah. they don't take they don't take uh, dangerous risks for the most part uh, what they do is they they wait for the tide they wait for the depths uh, to be right and then they jump in and they have fun yeah. But there's no landscaping for them to sit around when they finish. There's actually nowhere yeah. to sit. There's no there's no public spaces. The only places you can sit in Dublin you have to pay for. Yeah, you're too old for that. What is it? I, recently, there's a, a UK entry into the Venice Biennale. Uh, too young for the pub, too broke for the cafe. And too old for uh, the playground. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, that's the state that young people in Dublin, especially inner city Dublin, find themselves in. And people will say, what about the Astro? And then it's like, well, where do you get the key for the Astro? Where do you sit? Where do you go to the toilet if you need to go to the toilet? Mm. Um, what if if you don't want to, like there's a, a ridiculous scenario up in, in Orm, Ormond Square, uh, near Ormond Square, up the fruit markets up in uh, north into Dublin, where there's a basketball court on 3G Astro. So I don't know if you've ever tried to bounce a basketball on Astro. It's just it's a ridiculous concept and and there's there's no seating for young people so even if you're not playing but everyone yeah. else is playing want to sit out you have to sit on the ground even if you're not playing but want to just come along and be social yeah. you still have to sit on the ground uh, and, and that can be wet 
it's that idea where you just you're you're constantly asking for permission to play as a young person in Dublin City mm. or any city yeah. or any town. You're just asking for permission. There's nothing incidental about it. There's nothing spontaneous about it, except for like 20% of young people that actually do get to, to do that. There's very little. And we're talking about like a million people in Ireland, over a million people in Ireland. Yeah. It's not like a small number. And the thing is, it's like, it's not as if this is like a nice to have. This is a fundamental aspect of your identity as a person. And it's something that even the Irish Youth Foundation would have talked about is that the lack of safe spaces where young people can socialize and connect is the biggest barrier for, for youth workers to connect with people. There's, there's nowhere for them. And, and the Youth Foundation are calling it a ticking time bomb in relation to what's available for young people. That's the words they've used. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like this is important. This is this is not just play. So it's not it's not just chalk on a pavement. This yeah, is it's this is really silly. this is fundamental. Yeah. 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 And to ignore to think it's anything but is the silly thing. Okay. The, it's 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 just one of those things. So like that's kind of where we're we try to come at. So we develop a curriculum, we've developed a curriculum for young people to to design their areas for schools because that's where a lot of young people are. Um, and you're, you're, I'm kind of loath to kind of always kind of push it into schools because mm. teachers are very busy and time is an issue, which obviously it is for us now as well. But um, there's, that, there's that idea where at what point are we going to really wake up to the, uh, the reality that children's play is, is literally being, and, and I use this term literally, decimated. It, it's completely decimated, all for mobility options for adults to take like that's what it boils down to i don't I, I never like to end on a depressing note so what i'm going to do is i'm going to suggest <laughs> that people visit your website because it is beautiful <laughs> it's colorful it's interesting it's dynamic it's vibrant so you are yeah. working really really hard to to, to to move us past whatever blockage we have i suppose in terms of child's play to bring it back to front and center we're trying, we're trying, but it, 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 it is a structure. There is structural issues around it, and it's something that you just have to acknowledge. Like you can't, mm. if, you, if you can't define the problem, then the, the you're going to come up with some wonky solutions. And so, with with us, we're trying, we're trying to define a problem that is in our communities, and doesn't just affect children; it affects yeah. everyone around them. And so, it's it's about giving people independence outside of the the um a, a number of privatized areas so you just it's a it's about literally living in an area that that takes into account not vulnerable people they're not vulnerable people children are vulnerable people they're made vulnerable by adults doing certain behavior a lot of the time right and there there are there are more occasions where children are vulnerable because of their experience but we have to bear that in mind take that and take that in mind and so what we're trying to do is advocate for people to understand that this is a problem. And then what we try to do is we try to demonstrate solutions by using short-term short -term interventions in the urban environment that actually address the issues that young people are saying they're having. And that's, that's where we're trying to. So I know that was a rant, wasn't it? No, nope. <laughs> it's a manifesto. It's a manifesto. Yeah. That's what we'll take. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And there should be more of those. Yeah. But uh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I'm going to say thank you so much for your time, Aaron. That was fantastic. Thank you. And again, Playful City, if people just put that into their search engine. Yeah, playfulcity.com. Playfulcity. That's great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it useful. And if you have any ideas for future podcasts, any conversations you'd like us to have, feel free to email us at secretary at socialjustice.ie with your suggestions. Until next time, stay safe.